0: Hello everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Terry. Derek, how are you today? Doing well, Sean. How are you? Doing well. So we're going to have an episode here with Travis Branham of 24-7 Sports to break down everything that's going on with Kentucky basketball recruiting right now. Kentucky's huge surge that they're on right now, Derek, with uh, landing back-to-back commitments from Shaden Sharp, Chris Livingston. And then we're going to transition into and Wallace, who John Calipari went to, to visit yesterday, along with Jay Lucas. So less than 24 hours after they secure a commitment from Chris Livingston, Callis sitting courtside with a grin on his face, trying to sure up that final piece to the perimeter. <clears throat> Kentucky's in a great spot with that one. I'm going to talk Derek Lively, all these other prospects. And then we're going to even move into 2023, not get really specific, but just a general discussion of some targets and where that class stands. Because, Derek, that class is what's going to be pretty soon the main topic, the way Kentucky's kind of wrapping this thing up for 22. They're going to spend a ton of time on 23 pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, this is a, it's a great interview we have coming up. Uh, very informative. Uh, I think you've done some basketball recruiting interviews that I wasn't in on. But I think since you and I have have interviewed someone together, I think this is about as informative as it gets. And I think people will get very excited. Uh, Everyone's happier when U.K. is recruiting (laughs) at this level. And like you said, um, there's some great stuff in here. And that 2023 class, I was starting to dig into it some more last night, just trying to familiarize myself with some names. There's a name that Travis is going to mention on here that I guess if you are a uh, hoops junkie and you really keep up with it, maybe you will know this kid. But I did not know one of these guys he's talking about, and he's pitching that uh, he's going to be in the top ten soon, and that's someone UK should get to know, which tells me that he's probably heard something that suggests that UK has a great shot at lending uh, said player. Tune in, uh, or, of course, just stick around, and it's towards the end of the interview. So this is, this is great stuff.
0: Yeah, it really is. I, by far, it's the second time we've had Travis on. And that interview was really good. The first one was really good too, but the, the recruiting interviews, the one with Cardi last week was good. so the last couple of interviews we've had on here have been fantastic and And I think it's easier now, Derek, because you're you're kind of getting to know where Kentucky is with these classes like and we have some of these people on it's kind of a well' it's, it's kind of wait and see. it's so early in the process, but now that you're getting some some you know, foundation in these recruitments. You're you're seeing who they're prioritizing. It's so much easier to really talk about topics like this because they're getting commitments. You're you're keying in on now. There's no Nick Smith Jr. on Kentucky's board. It's all Case and Wallace. It's easier to really talk and navigate through these. I mean, it, recruiting's messy as it is.
1: Yeah, recruiting it can get can get messy. But I think whenever they moved on from Nick Smith, I told you all you needed to know about uh, how they felt about Case and Wallace and where that recruitment was going. And like you you mentioned, uh, there's no slowing down right now. I mean, you they don't sit there and, and kind of relish that they won a big recruiting battle for Chris Livingston. They're right back on the road, not only to try to finish up this class, but to get guys in the 2023 class. So they're doing a really good job right now getting in front of people, laying that groundwork for for what should be an excellent class again next year yeah it
0: should be uh, but we're not going to waste your time any longer we're going to go ahead and just uh, get into that interview with Travis Branham as always this uh, show is powered by Blue Wire Pods it's also powered by the Butcher's Pub three locations, Williamsburg, London and Palmville, Kentucky you can visit the thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook but here's Travis Branham of 24-7 Sports another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear, check breakfast, lunch and dinner, check Now joining us on Kentucky Daily is Travis Branham of 24-7 Sports. Travis, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Doing fantastic, Travis, but uh, I know John Calipari is doing very well right now as well. Uh, Just what do you think about this recent surge that Kentucky basketball has had with this 2022 class?
2: Yeah, they've done an outstanding job, I actually think, um, even dating back to um, about the – Winner of this time last year, um, I remember thinking to myself, like this this is a uh, class that Kentucky can really hit a home run on. I think there's a lot of interest in, from a lot of players um, in going to Kentucky. And this staff has really hit it out of the park. Um, they've jumped on the right guys. Um, and now, obviously, getting that top-tier talent, um, securing uh, uh, Shane Sharp, who at the time, Kentucky offered him, uh, well before he even blew up, is like the number one prospect. I think at the time that often we had him right around the fifty range um, in our twenty four seven sports rankings. Um, so they've done a good job of identifying uh, players. And again, this was a staff that they could have hit, it, hit it out of the park with, and they've done that so far.
1: Travis, uh, you just mentioned Shaden Sharp moving up to number one. He uh, is now the you know going by the composite rankings on twenty four seven. He's a consensus number one player, joins, you know, guys like R.J. Barrett, uh, Chet Holmgren from last year, is at, at the moment anyway, as the top mm-hmm. overall player. What is it at this point you think that has separated Sharp from the other people in his class and, has, and has put him as a clear number one guy?
2: Yeah, um, him personally, what, what kind of solidified him or got him that number one spot uh, at this point um, is just how monstrous of a summer he had. Um, he showed that he is – One of the best scores in all of high school basketball, first off. And then he's, I mean, then you couple that with his physical tools, Standing near six foot five, he's got a strong frame. He's an explosive athlete. Um, He had a great summer uh, playing for Uplay Canada on the EYBL circuit. Uh, I mean, he just consistently put the ball in the hole all summer long. He really improved his jump shot over the past year. Um, And this is a kid that has a tremendous amount of upside. Like he's a good passer and he's really um, creative off the bounce. Like he's, He can really get to his spots. He can create his own shots. Um, he's just dynamic, and I think there's a lot of upside left to tap into, especially when it comes to that playmaking ability, learning to function in ball screens, and then, um, especially as he learns to attack the rim more. Right now, he has a tendency to really settle for a lot of jump shots. He can make tough, sh- jump, tough jump shots. He did that all summer, but now you start uh, getting him to attack the rim more, and that's just going to open up the rest of the game, and Uh, opportunities for his teammates
0: and I think it kind of snuck up on all of us that he's now the highest rated UK commitment in the composite rankings in the internet era I I didn't even know that until Derek pointed it out to me the other day
2: yeah that's that's pretty wild to me personally Um, I think if you uh, me personally like you you date this back to other top prospects Um, in past classes and I mean if you even Want to go back to 2011, 2012 when Kentucky got Anthony Davis and Irland Snowell? Um, I don't think, like, I would still give the nod to Anthony Davis, and understandably so. Um, but yeah, in in this class, and I meant to say this to the last question, um, it is still a really tight race for the number one spot. Derek Lively's right there with him. I think those two are going to be battling it out all year, and I think you could see them interchanging a bit um, over the next season. So. Derek Lively, another big-time talent, seven-footer, uh, rim protector, can make shots from three for a seven-footer. That's just something you don't really find nowadays. Um, he's got a ton of, ton of upside. Um, and I think when you compare the two summers, Lively had a bit of a different situation. He was playing on a loaded, absolutely loaded team, final team, that one peach jam. But he's playing alongside Jalen Dern, who at the time was the number one prospect in the 22 class. So when you're asking two bigs like that to play alongside each other, there's obviously going to be some give and take there. So his summer just wasn't as dominant as uh, Shane Sharp. So for the time being, Shane has that number one spot, but this is going to be one where they're going to be battling out for the next year.
1: I guess we can stay on the topic of lively. I'm going to ask you about Chris Livingston later, but. With Lively, I think the last time we spoke with you, it seemed like Duke in North Carolina was and in the U.K. We're all kind of right there battling out. Is that still how you see this uh, recruitment going?
2: Yeah, his his stuff on his end has been very quiet as of late, um, and things appear to be the status quo. It's still Duke and Kentucky battling it out at the top. Um, and at this point, there's I, me personally, I can't gauge a leader at all. It bounces back and forth um, beto- depending on who you talk to. Um, around the industry so uh, that's one that it's it's very tight race and Penn State I think is in third with Michigan uh, still in the mix as well.
1: I can't find the story right now I was reading on 24-7 the other day uh, I was doing some research for a story and, and I, I don't know who you chose but I know there was a story that was kind of asking we were just talking about the topic of the number one player and it was kind of who else could could maybe push for that mm-hmm. spot I know Um, Brandon Jenkins chose Keontae George, I remember. But I know a few people chose Chris Livingston uh, after this number that he had. Uh, I guess how realistic is it that that you could see him making that kind of push? And uh, I guess overall as a prospect,
2: what are some of the things that you like about Chris? Yeah, me personally, especially in that article, I actually was one of those people that voted for Chris Livingston to to potentially get in that conversation. Now I think it is. uh, Me personally, I'm still going with Derek Lively and Shane Sharp. Uh, Chris Livingston uh, he can uh, play his way into the conversation him actually getting that number one nod um, you'd have to show a big jump in his development Um, he's capable of doing it but uh, I just think what sharp and lively bring to their position um, it's just a little bit more special uh, at this point but again to get into that conversation uh, Chris would have to really perform like he did the last weekend of July playing on the three SSP circuit uh he was i mean he was dominant all weekend long when i watched him he actually nearly posted a triple double in one of the games i watched um he was uh obviously strong powerful athletic uh wing who's at his best when he's attacking the rim he's very difficult uh for other wings to contain off the bounce because he's got that explosive first step and he's got the strength to shield off guys as he's getting to the rim and he has the ability to finish through contact and well above the rim um he's a outstanding in transition, and then that weekend what really stood out was he was was taking good shots, one, and two, he was making his open shots, and then everything else kind of unfolded from there. He would get into the rim, and then you could really see the talent and vision he has as a passer. Um, I think that's something that's been underrated in his game, and something, if he continues to show that, if he continues to consistently bring that out and make his other teammates better, make those open shots, and then show an overall uh, improved uh, approach and engagement on the defensive end, I think he could play his way in to that number one conversation.
0: And how do you view him as a small ball four? the way that, you know, John Calipari spoke to the media last week and uh, he was talking about Keon Brooks and the, in this UK roster. But when you kind of listen to some of those quotes, I think he was also talking to Chris Livingston as well.
2: Yeah, oh, for sure. He was definitely talking to Chris Livingston as well. Um, him playing the four, it's going to depend on your personnel, because uh, I think if you do add Casein Wallace, you, you add um, the, more of an ability to do that. Uh, you're going to be giving up a lot of size. Uh, frankly, if you're throwing Chris at the four, he, he does have the strength. He does have the athleticism to play that position defensively. But he's not overly long. Um, and so uh, if you have Shaden Sharp, if you have Cason Wallace. Uh, alongside him and all helping to rebound, I think you could potentially do it, and then you just get up and down the court and you put up a lot of points. Uh, so there's there's definitely potential for it, especially if Kentucky's going to go out to a four out one in style, um, something we haven't really seen much uh, of from Kentucky, especially recently. Um, so that would be a big change. But I mean, physically, athletically, he could check that position on defense and post for a major mismatch on the offensive end but it's going to have to have the right personnel to really help uh, swallow up the defensive rebounding.
1: Speaking of Kaysen Wallace, uh, UK's Jay Lucas and John Calipari were just down there yesterday visiting him. Uh, I assume he leaves today to take his final official visit to Tennessee. Um, I know you have a crystal ball pick in for Kentucky for Kaysen Wallace, and as of now, he's still planning to announce on November 7th, but uh, I think a lot of people think that could get – changed up. I guess, how confident are you that UK will be able to close the deal with Kaysen Wallace?
2: Yeah. I mean, me personally, I'm not putting in a crystal ball unless I I feel very confident on it typically. So uh, Kaysen, I I feel very good uh, about Kentucky's chances there. Uh, And yeah, he is currently scheduled to commit on November 7th. He has this final uh, official, oh, might not not even be his final. He has an official visit to Tennessee this week and there's rumblings going around that he might actually visit. His other fourth finalist, uh, University of Texas San Antonio, uh, but I don't really consider them much of a factor. Um, and I do think that this is one that could get moved up. Uh, I think he's coming close to a decision. I think Kentucky uh, is is in a great great position when it comes to landing Wallace.
0: And as we wrap up here, if you if you have a moment, Travis, just touch on Kentucky's 2023 targets. Maybe just a, just a broad. Uh, topic there, just uh, some guys like DeWan Wagner, Jr., Reed Shepard, and, and some others there in that class.
2: Yeah. Uh, so first off, yeah, DJ Wagner. Um, I think that's going to be uh, Kentucky's battle to lose, uh, obviously having coached his father, uh, DeWan at Memphis. Um, Kentucky just visited him, visited him one of the first days the recruiting period opened up. Um, so yeah, I love Kentucky's chances. at landed that number one prospect in the class. Uh, Breed Shepherd. I think this one's going to be uh, a little bit more open than a lot of people think. Uh, Everyone is considering Kentucky to be the heavy, uh, expected to be the destination. But me personally, I think uh, while you got Louisville, you got Indiana, Texas A&M, a bunch of schools on them uh, and Virginia as well. I think Virginia is actually going to be the team to beat here. Uh, I think there's a there's a fit there. And a uh, draw to playing for Tony Bennett from for Reed, Um, and that I think is going to be Kentucky. Kentucky's top competition for this now. Kentucky's still going to be a great spot. I think they're going to have a great chance to land him. But me personally, I don't think this is uh, as clear cut as everyone else making out to be Virginia. Again, I think it's going to be a team to beat. Uh, They also. John Calipari wants to go see Justin Edwards. This is a player for Kentucky fans to go ahead and start getting to know really, really well. Uh, He's going to make a bump into the top 10 of our next 2023 rankings. Uh, Six-foot-seven, very skilled wing. Uh, You can make shots from three, can create his own shot. Great passer, just a great overall uh, well-rounded basketball player. Um, And he is on record going on saying, about how much interest he has in Kentucky about being a dream school. Uh, so, John Calperry wants to go see him up in uh, Philadelphia last weekend, along with McKenzie and Baco. But Justin Edwards, personally, definitely a person for Kentucky fans to get to know. I think that's going to be another top 10 prospect that Kentucky can land in the 23 class. McKenzie and Baco, that one's going to be tough. Um, Duke has already gotten him on for an official visit uh, just, I believe, two weeks ago. Uh, it seems like Duke is in a great position there. Kentucky's just now really starting to jump into the picture. Um, Chin Coleman was also at uh, to see Omaha Bilyeu, uh, another top 10 player in the 23 class. They've really prioritized him very early. Um, so I think he's going to be another one to keep an eye on. There's a, they're, they're really uh, casting their net now early for this 23 class. Um, still plenty to play out. But DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards, um, I think those are the top two guys. Uh, that they'll be recruiting at this point. Um, and I think they have great chances with both of them.
0: He's Travis Branham, and you can follow him on Twitter at Travis Branham underscore. Travis, thank you so much for joining us on Kentucky Daily. We really appreciate it.
2: Of course. Anytime, guys, really appreciate it. And uh, always enjoy coming on.